0: All right, Sylvie's in. It's been fun. The band back together, Sylvie and Carmen, these last couple of days. we got another hour. Then we're rolling you into the Pinstripe Bowl. We'll get you the Cheese it Bowl after that. we got the National Championship uh, semifinal games coming up this weekend for you here on ESPN 1000. And he joins us every Thursday to break down the big games live in Vegas. Uh, Todd Furman, and uh, it's great to have Todd on right now. Follow him on Twitter, at Todd Furman, and make sure you check out the podcast with Payne Insider, the Bet the Board pod, wherever you get your podcasts. Happy New Year, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, gentlemen. Uh, Good to have the regulars back in the fold of sorts. Uh, It was different with the filling crew last week, but at least we were able to get a rocking chair winner uh, with the Carolina Panthers as a nice, lively
0: home underdog. There you go. Nicely done on that one. Uh, Indulge us for a second. We've already got got the trade, um, Todd. I don't know if you've heard... Uh, if all holds right now, Bears are picking second. Uh, Vegas is picking ninth. We have already done the trade. Uh, we will send the second pick to the Raiders for the ninth pick and Devontae Adams. What say you, my friend?
1: It's an interesting move, but I think as the Bears probably have their sights set on getting a guy like Will Anderson, you guys have better intel than I do, so it'll be very interesting to see how some of these trade chips would move, what it would look like with Devontae Adams matching up against his former employer in the form of the Green Bay Packers, but increasing buzz out here, and I'm sure you guys have seen it as well, whether the Raiders elect to draft a quarterback in the top 10 or they bring in a veteran kind of as a stopgap solution, the Buzz gets louder and louder by the day that we could have a Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels reunion. We'll see if that comes to pass. But it's going to be very interesting because this storyline had been breaking for a little while here, speculation that the Raiders may go in this direction if things went south on Saturday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And here we are with Derek Carr now moved away from the team. And we'll see exactly where he ends up. A guy that I think still has plenty left in the tank, just doesn't have a playoff win on his resume those, just yet. Those
0: Brady rumors were out there a couple of years ago, and I, they, when he dropped the famous line, uh, "I was going to go to this team, but they decided to go to somebody else," and I said that effing guy. They all there was a lot of like speculation that he was talking about Derek Carr and the Raiders. So that would be. And uh, I now- mean. That's interesting. The other
1: thing with that, too, Carm, it's a lot better to be in Vegas when you're single than when you're in a healthy marriage like Tom Brady was. So the dynamic has changed quite a bit, and we know Tom could probably do some damage as a single man on the open market in Vegas. That's a great point. I think he could do some damage anywhere. He could probably do it like in Barrow,
0: Alaska. He could probably do some damage with the Esco. I don't know. I mean, like he's just Tom Brady. All right, let's get into it. Fiesta Bowl first, TCU-Michigan. A pair of high-powered offenses, obviously. But uh, Michigan gets to pair its very good offense, and it's great running game, even without Blake Corham. I mean, Edwards has been great, with a uh, top-five defense. Is that the difference in the game? How do you see the Fiesta Bowl playing out?
1: I think this game is going to be a lot more fascinating than people think. People obviously see the pedigree of Michigan, know it's a team that, Wasn't prepared last year for the big stage against Georgia in the Orange Bowl and now has a de facto do-over here. But I wonder what the backfield is going to look like. Donovan Edwards has been outstanding. We've seen his game-breaking ability on full display against Ohio State late in that game and obviously in the conference championship as well. But is he the kind of back that's capable of taking on a 25-30 to 30 carry workload like they're going to want to utilize against TCU? When you look at the Horn Frogs defensively, they're going to come with a 3-3-5, largely constructed to slow down the air raid that they encounter in the Big 12. Uh, but we saw them against Texas really bottle up the Longhorns, who wanted to be a physically imposing ground attack. Uh, This number's wild to watch. We saw it open in that no-man's land at 9.5. I would have loved a 10 with TCU if it trends towards 7 the way it's going. I think you could see a little bit of an appetite from professionals on Michigan. Mm. Don't have a bet on this game just yet. Actually, lean under the total. I think TCU's defense is a little bit underrated. They can play their talented corners on the island against Cornelius Johnson and Ronnie Bell. And the other thing, guys, to factor in, you know, we're making a bit of history in this game. TCU started the year upwards of 200 to 1 to win the college football national championship. It's now the longest odds we've ever seen for a playoff combatant, but Michigan, no stranger to Cinderella either. They were 50 to 1 before the season, giving them the fourth longest odds since the playoffs started in 2014.
2: Pretty amazing. Yeah, what about Georgia, Ohio State?
1: No, this is a game where my numbers suggest one thing, and the eye test scares me half to death. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't get to six and a half here with Georgia that heavy a favorite, even for factoring at home field advantage. Uh, In the Mercedes-Benz Dome, where they've gone out and boat raced two very good football teams in LSU and Oregon this year, we've seen the Peach Bowl play host to the semifinal twice. Uh, The SEC has fared exceptionally well, with Alabama and LSU outscoring their opponents 87-35. to But you look at Ohio State, you know, are they able to correct some of the issues that they had on full display when Michigan ran right at them? And they basically wilted on that big stage in Columbus at the final weekend of the regular season. We know what C.J. Stroud is capable of doing if he can operate from a clean pocket. So I think that's the matchup to watch. Can they keep Jalen Carter off of C.J. Stroud's backside, let him get the ball out in space to likes of Marvin Harrison and company? With Jackson Smith and Jigba, if he was able to go, I definitely would have been, would have been on Ohio State plus the six and a half. Right now I haven't gotten there yet, but I can tell you full well I won't be making a bet on Georgia and the books I've spoken to, guys. They're rooting for one of these two underdogs to win outright in the semifinals. Every money line, parlay, and teaser tied into the two favorites.
0: Mm, always like that angle, too. I'm with you on that. I don't I can't fade Georgia but I don't like the last data point from Ohio State I just don't like the look of that um, one thing to note, they don't lose back-to-back games in the same season very often, uh, if you're a Buckeye fan. That hasn't happened, guys, since 2013. They're 8-0 in their last uh, eight spots like this. Uh, the amazing thing is that Stetson Bennett's wife and kids will be in the stands, too, for that game. <laughs> well, so I mean, you know, that's incredible. no different,
1: though, than <laughs> it's no different than when you watch a BYU football game, which, obviously, anecdotally <laughs> speaking, was, argue, was one of the best comments, and I think it was probably underrated. They asked the SMU players what it was like when they went to these events and BYU players showed up with families and kids. They go, yeah, we don't have a single player on our roster that's married, and I'm not sure I'd want to go through college uh, as a married man. That is amazing.
0: Uh, Bama uh, in the uh, early Saturday morning game. I hate these 11 o'clock games, but Bama in the Sugar Bowl against K-State. Like I know Nick Saban has tried to say, no, it's important for the program, and our guys are going to play, and and you know, Bryce Young's going to play. That's important. Will Anderson said he's going to play. They still have 15 guys enter the transfer portal. This game's got to be bigger for Kansas State, right? I mean are, are is there I don't want to say that they're a live dog, but getting nearly a touchdown is there any any value on Kansas State on on uh, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow?
1: Yes, it's bigger for Kansas State, but I honestly don't think they have the talent to okay. match up. I think Alabama's second and third stringers are probably on par with some of the starters for Kansas State. And while Chris Kleiman has been a giant killer, you look at what his straight-up and ATS record is versus AP Top 5 teams, limited sample size, but 3-0 and in that department, 6-1 ATS versus AP Top 10 teams since he took over in Manhattan. But This is a different animal here. And When you look at Alabama, we don't have a ton of data points to go off of. They did play a Citrus Bowl in the 2019 season against Michigan where they were a 7.5 point favorite. People questioned their motivation. They went out there, they won that game 35-16. to 16. I think Will Anderson and Bryce Young playing obviously changed the dynamic. It did move the line from 3 out to 6.5 where we currently sit. And If this was a regular season matchup, you'd be looking at Alabama substantially larger favorite than this. The Tide come in limping 1-5-1 against the spread in the past seven. But this will also be the shortest spread we've seen in an Alabama game this season. Mm-hmm. They were favored by at least nine points or more, and that includes the games that they lost outright, where they closed a 12.5-point favorite in Baton Rouge against LSU, a nine-point favorite on the road in Knoxville. Kansas State defense is the reason I'm a little bit concerned here. They gave up crooked numbers to far inferior offenses, and I think Bryce Young with a healthy shoulder. It's Alabama or pass here for me, especially under a touchdown.
2: You have a uh, feel for the Notre Dame game tomorrow? You
1: know, this one's interesting, Sylvie. When you look at the way the number has moved, it got all the way bet down to that 2-2.5 range, and I was surprised because I know Notre Dame had some opt-outs, a change of quarterback with Tyler Buckner going to be out there. I know – uh, Meyer as far as their tight end room is concerned. But South Carolina is a team that no one's talked about all the defections they've had into the transfer portals, player declaring for the draft. And you wonder if the Gamecocks are overvalued given how they finish the regular season. I mean, they've been the biggest disruptor to the college football landscape this year, saddling Clemson and Tennessee with losses, yeah. derailing playoff hopes. So we did see a move earlier today with this number at 2.5, getting pushed out to a field goal. It's a lay it or don't play it game. I actually think it's big for Notre Dame to keep some of that momentum. All the buzz is about Sam Hartman potentially transferring in to be their starting quarterback next year. And I think Marcus Freeman needs to close this season with a big win. Uh, I like the Irish here minus the field goal.
0: Overs have hit quite often this year, as we've talked about in Bears games. Uh, Overs have hit quite often Uh, In Detroit this year, they're averaging about 60 points per game in their home games. Uh, The two teams combined, them themselves, averaging about 33 points per game. Anything you like, side or total, in Bears-Lions for Week 17, Todd.
1: I would look at the first half total more so than the full game. And the reason I say that, you guys have watched the Bears. You've seen them come out with dynamic game plans early and then kind of sputter as the game has gone on. Now, granted, it's a little bit different when you're playing in freezing temperatures against the Green Bay Packers or last week against the Buffalo Bills. But if this game starts slow... I don't think there's a path to go over the total. So if you have an opportunity to go over 25 and a half, it's not a bet I've made myself. I actually lean Lions here at minus six. I think it's a pretty fair price. Uh, that would be the angle that I would take. Uh, still doing some digging here. Want to make sure that the Lions are going to have their full complement of defenders. Obviously, it was a team that was embarrassed last week with how poorly they performed defensively. Uh, I don't think anybody assumed that. Not playing with Deshaun Elliott could lead to 570 yards of offense against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, But I think the Lions at home can score early. They can score often. And I think the Bears will be able to have some success as well. I like the first half over at 25-and-a-half.
2: What about this win-win game for me, Uh, Packers and Vikings? Because (laughs) uh, if the Vikings (laughs) lose, um, I think they're frauds, so that's a win for me. And if the Packers lose, they're dead, so that's a win for me. How do you like this Packers are a three-point favorite
1: at home? (laughs) This game, uh, when you look at it, uh, you'd mentioned the Minnesota Vikings, and I think we've talked about it at great length about how fraudulent some of their metrics are. And just to kind of put things in perspective for you, Sylvie, the Vikings have the worst point differential, of plus five of any team with 12-plus wins through the first 15 games in NFL history. Mm-hmm. They've also broken the NFL record going 11-0 and in one score game. So rubber eventually has nice. to meet the road. But the market reflects that. And to put this in perspective, if you'd have bet this game on some of the look-ahead numbers, before we even saw either of these teams play Week 1, Green Bay was a 6.5-point favorite in this matchup. And here we are with the Vikings having clinched the division at 12-3, and Green Bay fighting to stay relevant in the playoff picture, and the numbers at 3.5. I made the game three, so the value side is actually on Minnesota, plus three and a half. I think Green Bay's defense, that at least on the surface, looks improved, is a little bit buoyed by the last three opponents they played, the Rams, the Bears, and uh, basically a 2 a link Dolphins team in that yeah. second half. Right. So for me, uh, I like the Vikings here, plus three and a half. It's the situation, though, that will keep me off. I don't think there's enough to get me to the window with a bet on the dog.
0: Sounds good, buddy. We appreciate the uh, knowledge. As always, any best bets you want to give out real quick?
1: Yeah, it's the holiday season. We can be a little bit generous with the way we're going, and I'm sure folks are looking to get involved. Uh, I actually laid the 10 with Minnesota today against Syracuse. This is an orange team down. It's OC, it's DC, it's best offensive and defensive players, and I think P.J. Flex team can wear them down gradually as this game goes on. Gave out Florida State last week. I know the number's taken off a little bit, so don't want to revisit that. When we look at some of the bigger bulls, Penn State, if you shop around, you may be able to get – that Nittany Lions, plus three on a cheap buy. Uh, I actually made Penn State a one-point favorite in that game, so would look to go there. And as far as the NFL is concerned, uh, Dolphins-Patriots, first half under. I don't think you're going to see the Dolphins look to stretch the field with Tua. New England's vertical passing game is really non-existent, and they're going to struggle to run the football. So i like for that game to start slow. Uh, I'll go under 20.5 with the Dolphins and Pats. Check out the
0: podcast, the Bet the Board Pod, with Todd Furman and Payne Insider, wherever you get your podcasts, and follow Todd on Twitter at Todd Furman. Happy New Year, buddy. We'll talk to you Next week,
1: hey, always a pleasure, gents. And you know what? The good thing is, Carm. At least the Blackhawks have won a game since the last time we chatted. And suddenly, it? there's optimism for the Bulls oh. with their big win against them oh, all. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Todd. Don't get Sylvie started <laughs> on the Bulls. All right.
0: <laughs> See you, Be buddy. All right, there's Todd Furman. He's great, uh, and he's you know, th- listen. The Vikings thing, that's that he gave out. Like, think about that. Put it into context. They're basically on their differential about a 500 team. It's crazy. They're 12 and three. It's crazy. It's nuts, Sylvie. There's no explaining it. They, Like I said earlier, they couldn't win one of these last year. They can't lose one of them. There's somewhere in between. I do like the Vikings this weekend. That is one of my yeah, odds I, I, I just bets. played it. I played the Vikings at three and a half as he, he was talking. Hook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do like that, but, um, I, again, and for the Packers, I'm not buying the three-game winning streak. It's a bad Bears team. Then they had their buy. They played at home against a horrible Rams team, where the conditions helped them. And then the the, the Dolphins looked like they were going to pull away towards and, the end of the and half. And Tua got concussed. Exactly, Sylvie. And he, I mean, it's he like seriously. Like a. I, so I'm I'm not totally buying the Packers either. And so I am on the Vikings this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're – and I, I picked the Vikings to win the division. Like, I feel like somehow got uh, – okay, too, yeah. it worked. You know, I was but, on that too. But, but yeah, I don't love them, Sylvia.
2: Like, whether it's that Giants game last week where you're just like, oh, they're really struggling at home I'm against – oh, The Giants, the way they've played lately, are not the same Giants no. team early in the year. Or – Two weeks ago, even though they came back in that game, to fall behind by thirty-three or whatever it was to that Colts team is a disgrace. Unbelievable. Like you could you could say, yes, they came back from that. Yeah, but, but to even fall behind by that many points to that team. Amen. Is a disgrace.
0: Uh, no kidding. All right, we'll grab some more of your phone calls coming up. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Carmen and Sylvian. We're here till one, then we take you to that pinstripe bowl. Uh, We'll be zoning out on that Zoom meeting. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Want to grab some more calls, my friend? Yes, sir. Let's do that. Let's go to uh, Uh, Danny and Schaumburg. Hello, Daniel.
3: Hey, guys. What up?
0: What up, buddy? What's going on, Danny?
3: I just wanted to call in and tell you guys honestly, no, no BS. I've been listening the last three days, and this is—I've loved it. This is unreal. Radio it takes me back to seven days driving home, first job out of college, and gridlock every night listening to you guys. It's been fantastic, hilarious. I I was at, uh, Midtown yesterday w- working out, uh, at the stupid, like, tricep pull down thing, <laughs> station thing. And, uh, when Carmen, <laughs> when you guys started talking about it live streaming in the locker room i just start uh, dying laughing and there's like two dudes like next to me and they're looking at me like i'm crazy because i got the airpod in. and i'm like you know i don't even give a tell you them know, you're
0: listening to hours. espn chicago that's awesome put it on the guys yeah, are hilarious I
3: dying, dude. so great guys you, uh hope you guys have a good uh, new year and uh yeah you saying, spin it up? you, you spend
0: records this weekend uh, anywhere or no you just enjoying the new year
3: just yeah no just partying
0: all right good for you still living the life living yeah. the dream Danny like thinks, what, yeah have... what does
2: partying uh, oh, mean please. these days
0: what like what what does a party weekend look like um
3: uh, probably go get a nice meal I don't know yet if I'm gonna go all the way down to Cotter or not and then um yeah Miller lights and fireball all night
0: Miller lights and fireball he's like 40 he's drinking Miller lights and fireball all right drink some of that yeah. uh, Weller that you bought yesterday open up that open that up this weekend all right Yeah, I'm gonna have a little taste. I'll have a little taste. Happy New Year, buddy! All right, later. You you
2: know the way I party. I, I, we had, uh,
0: we we had a couple bottles of prisoner last night. We did uh, for JD. We had some Weller 107, a single barrel pick that David and Maddie. It's uh, so generous. Yes, yeah. and yeah. They, they they have a single barrel pick of Weller 107, which is my favorite of those Wellers. I like the 107 the best. I don't Very know good. what
2: that is. Very uh, good. I had a sip of it. And Delicious. I just don't appreciate it like you guys do. I gave you mine. Yeah, I took it I in had heartbeat. a si- <laughs> sip. I like that. I had, a, I started with a dirty martini, yeah. and then I had the wine, and then I just finished off the meal. With um, with the me. that Oreo cookie mint ice cream. You destroyed it. I destroyed it. And what's, like, it really what's was? a dirty martini? <laughs> dirty martini is olive juice yeah. with vodka shaken.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Dry and vormuth, vormuth, and yeah. yeah. It's a regular it martini vermouth. Yeah. 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 So it's dirty. Sylvie likes it extra dirty. I no, know. I don't like no, it. I don't like it extra, it extra dirty. Shaken? It depends. I thought it's supposed to be stirred. No, shaken. No. Well, there's a discrepancy with that though. But like it became like you don't want cool, it cloudy. It became a cool thing to have it shaken, shaken and not stirred, not stirred because of Bond. Yes. But professional bartenders will tell you you should never shake it because you don't want it cloudy. You I always it get it shaken. That's because you're like James
2: Bond. Well, I mean, I don't say shaken, I just say dirty martini. No, no,
0: that's not true. Last night, Sylvie said, I'd like a dirty martini shaken, you're not, not stirred. stirred. You should order all of them that way with your British accent. I just give the motion like this, <laughs> is what I do. I go dirty
2: martini. I'll have a Vespa.
0: Like this. Oh, God. Shaken, not stirred. Yes. I'll Daniel Craig. We, that, uh, that meal with the whole meal is great. But, yeah, Sylvie killed the uh, dessert. I killed the tiramisu. I, I think I ate that entire piece, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, you did. I think I was like, I didn't pe- I didn't
2: touch that because oh, I was just hot. Haw- I, the- oh.
0: I was hogging the pie. <laughs> Pretty good though. It really was, it was and,
2: and uh, the double
0: espresso. Oof, it
2: was Yeah, cool. I don't know how you guys have the coffee after the meal when you're going to bed later that night.
0: Well, I was I, I mean, was I was
4: still going to bed a few hours later. I know, so. but
2: still they tell me no caffeine after noon. Really? That's what my doctor says. No
4: kidding. Yeah. Coffee after a big meal is oh, it's it's nice. at, man. Well, I yeah. used
2: to do it. I agree with you. I like it, but I don't sleep as it is. Mm. So they tell me, Charlie, like, you're young.
0: Yeah, you are I'm young. I'm old and I, I don't sleep as I'm it is. I'm currently drinking coffee. I didn't sleep well last night, but that's because it's like the meal and a little bit of the booze, you know. I don't think it was the coffee. Little Maybe it was one. the double espresso. Who knows? Oh, look who's on the line. Here, here we go. We're ripping his Vikings. No,
4: Viking Scott. so biased. <laughs> What's up, Scotty? My, my Viking buddies, cashing tickets on them all year that, that's long. That's true. Division. <laughs> Over total victories, now going to play them against the rival Packers. I know, and yet they're frauds. Now, the <laughs> biggest argument I have with anybody: you can take your point differential and shove it to the moon. I won't mm-hmm. swear mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter if you win two playoff games to go to the NFC Championship. You win both playoff games by a point; it doesn't mean hell or high water. Hopefully well, that's two games.
0: That we got to look at the big sample, the twelve, the so fifteen for, game again, sample.
4: Once, if you once again, the biggest argument you guys all give me: first of all, you got to win
0: three.
2: You're well, going to have two to get to, get get to the, the NFC title game. Yeah, to get two to get the NFC to, title. Oh, you, you, That's your goal? But the your biggest, goal is to get to the, the, the. Your goal this year is to get to
4: the cha- the NFC championship game? Here, no, it's not. Here it is. We haven't played well defensively in one game a season other than the first one against the Packers. That's true. So eventually we were going to play a good defensive game. But here's the pe- pe- the point that I get all mad about everybody says how difficult it is to win in the NFL. And yet we've won twelve or fifteen games and somebody says, Oh, you're fraud, you guys think you can't beat it. anybody. I love it. Right?
0: Yes. Well,
4: <laughs> don't hang up on him. Scott,
2: you're, you're you're like as we know, you're you sell insurance to the stars of Northwest Indiana. To Yurko.
4: Right? Yeah, and, and, and they're lining up outside the door right now because yeah, you can't compete with Santa Claus, yeah, like, keep going. That's why yeah, I'm on the phone. With you guys. Right. If you were if if you
2: were right now if the Vikings were a car or a home. And you had someone call in and said, hey, Scott, I I, I got to get a policy for this house I've got right now. This is what I'm going to describe it to you would tell me I need an umbrella policy. I need this. I need that. You would tell me I need so much protection because this thing is going to fall apart on me. And but yet you're so clouded and by your bias that you don't understand how flawed your Vikings are. That this thing's going to fall apart on you and you, you are left with no insurance. You are not guarded
4: by any policy right now. So listen to this, that beautiful here's analogy. The, here's no dilemma at all. Let's say, Four years ago when they beat New Orleans in overtime, and then they went to San Francisco, we're beating the San Francisco 49ers at halftime, if people don't remember. Mm -hmm. Now our defense is trash. I'll give it that. Once again, Ed Donatel's system, I don't know where it came from, but some garbage heap in Chicago underneath the mound of the golf course. That sounds right. what What I'm saying right now is, with that offense, and Irv Smith's supposed to come back to the playoffs, we can score... Thirty-one points, and if that's the case, we can beat anybody. Because think about the quarterbacks you're going to face. Dak Prescott, in my opinion, is the most overrated quarterback ever. And then you got possibly a hurt Jalen Hurts and maybe Brock Purdy.
0: Yeah, that's true. You got the path. It's not like Murderer's Row. I would agree that you got the best receiver in the game too. You can you can definitely be proud of that. There's I don't even know. uh, Maybe I shouldn't say there's no debate because there's a lot of talented receivers. But I think you got the best in the game. So at least you have that going.
4: Well, we're going to watch this game this week, and once again, remember, my my kids are Packer fans, except for the daughter that works for the Chiefs. And the exactly. biggest dilemma right now is if the Chiefs and Vikings play, is she going to invite mom or dad to the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, said, yeah, you better hey, not be dreaming. On. This because is I'm a dream scenario. scenario. You know, I I dream, this isn't even. I would love no one's to even happen. dreaming
2: about that. You better have triple A. Uh, service on I this Vikings team because you are going to be
4: our show in studio with you, Sylvie. If the Vikings are in the Super Bowl, how's that? Oh, there you go. Yes, I might guess. need a dividing wall. Yes. You might need a dividing wall. Dude, that's good no, stuff.
2: If Scott, if you get to you get to host, that's good stuff. If, if the Vikings are in the
4: Super Bowl, you get to host. Boom. The marketing department will be busy for the next month with all the rating bonanza. That lock it end. in. Yeah. All right. Have, Have a happy New Year, guys. happy New Year, buddy. Yeah, guys,
0: See guys. you, Scotty. <laughs> We've known Viking There's Scott, no I, chance of that happening as long as I can remember. And he's known Yurko since they were kids. And I love Scotty. We love busting. Oh, his do they go stuff. back that far? They, oh, they've, yeah, they've known each other since they I were think. kids. Yes. Oh yeah, I didn't know that part forever. I mean, I've known Scotty for probably close to twenty years. I wow. bet, uh, or, or or thereabouts. Long time. Uh, let's say hi. We got time for another one. Yeah, we got time for one more. Marcus in Minneapolis. He wants to talk about the uh, Kevin Warren thing. But the, the big news today was that Pete Damo covers college football and is very plugged in. Reported that Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, has emerged as sort of a leading candidate to be the next Bears president and CEO. Marcus, what's going on, buddy? Hey,
5: what's going on, guys?
0: What's up, it's Marcus, awesome,
5: man? So, I I did want to make two points, but it seems like we pressed for time. So, I just wanted to ask Sylvie something. Not saying that I disagree with you, Sylvie, but I do want to point out this. So, with Kevin Warren, it said that uh, because he helped um, the Vikings with the U.S. Bank Stadium bill, that he was an appealing uh, candidate for the Bears position. To me, that sounds like more of a financial guy than a football guy. And I thought that's what we we didn't like about Ted Phillips. We We wanted someone to come in that... Was a football guy, so I'm just curious as to why you said on your your tweet on Twitter you said it sounds like a uh, fantastic sounds fantastic on paper. Yeah, but would do you want like more of a football guy? Well, they, that's what we want.
2: They've told us they're not going to do that. They're going to hire a business guy to right. begin with. Yes, to run the state to replace what Ted does. So they're, they're doing that. He's more worldly, in my opinion, than Ted. And what I want I don't want them to do is hire internally. I don't want the same old, same old from the way the Bears are run. They need someone outside who's been there, who's done it. He, he's he's negotiated a, a, a huge deal nationally for the Big Ten. He's been the COO for the Minnesota Vikings while they built the stadium. This isn't some guy who's never built a stadium before. Um, like the Bears... Built a bad stadium yes. with the park district. You're
0: talking about the guy that built, as we've said earlier, a lot of people around the NFL will tell you it's the best stadium in the league.
2: So he, so he's he's seen this, he's been there, and he's done that, and he's and he's accomplished, he, he had a, a voice in a successful thing yeah. up north in Minnesota building that stadium. I think that's why it makes sense. It so is I'm outside. Still, I, yeah. I, I, I would still love a football president, but while... I've sort of voiced my opinion that I want a retractable roof. Mm -hmm. They told me I can't get one. So I could keep yelling I want a retractable roof, but I'm just going to give myself a headache and give others a headache. I keep yelling that I want a football president, but if they're going to tell me I'm not going to get one, I might as well get the best business guy possible. Yeah.
0: They're bound to embark on a potential $5 billion investment here. Like with that stadium and that entertainment complex, you need someone like Kevin Warren to help you with this. Yes. Someone proven. it. Yes. Absolutely. It's Carmen and York. Sylvie's in for York. We'll be right back. It's Carmen and Yurko.
5: Sports talk while you're
0: on the clock. Do I exaggerate? This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. We are about 25 minutes away from mm-hmm. Pinstripe Bowl oh. action. That you. I He's made a it. play in Minnesota because of what Todd Furman said. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Are we going to do uh, McNight at the Movies? We'll do it coming up at 1245. Uh, you want to do it now or you want to do it at 1245? Let's do it at 1245. Right. We'll do right, McNight at the Movies. Sound good? Okay. We'll take a few more of these phone calls, too. Sylvie's then, hanging with me. Then make sure you break on time. Okay. Okay. Because, okay. All right. I
2: mean, look at you, even well, down to the last yeah,
0: day. Yeah. i am breaking on time, Merck. would be pretty good. Well, you know. can, I, can I mention something,
2: too? Like, you yeah. guys saw on the, uh, the screen, we were talking earlier about the Bulls and how, like, I'm, because he's being physical and he's putting people in jeopardy with um, Grace and Allen. Pudwack. Yeah, Pudwack, as you call him. Don't you call him something like Super Pudwack now or something? Uh, or is it
0: just Pudwack? Just Pudwack. Senor Pudwack, like
2: maybe. he's he, uh, the forearm he broke Caruso's wrist, wrist. last year. Mm. Like he deserves a punch in the face. Someone from the Bulls needs to punch him in the face. He'll stop doing it once someone gets physical with him. It's the, I don't want them to take him down on a basketball play. Mm. I want someone to walk up to him and punch him in the face. Say I, hey
0: Grayson, yeah, hey, hey
2: Grayson, Pudwack. boom, here, here I am. You're a Pudwack. And this is what you, you, this is for all the other NBA players in the league. Yeah. Um, and, and on that note, Killian Hayes, if you didn't see this last night in Detroit, Oof. he, uh, he knocked Detroit. out Wagner. Yeah. Um, in, on Orlando. Or uh, Wagner got around the, the bench and he, yeah. he, he like banged into someone. And so there was a whole thing. Remember they don't play where do they play now in Detroit? It's, it's not, not the, palace. the palace.
0: It's a it's uh I can't remember the name of the arena, but uh
2: but they're still scarred whenever there's a scuffle oh, and God. and you guys saw this. So Killian Hayes knocks out Wagner and there's a hole to do in front of the Pistons bench. And remember whenever now there's a scuffle and it gets close to those those uh those seats, yep. courtside and then those box seats right by the bench. They get nervous about what the fans will do. I mentioned, asked Merck, I go, did you hear what the PA guy did yesterday? Watch the highlight because the PA voice in Detroit starts yelling over the PA for all the fans to sit really? down. Attention fans, sit down in your seats. Wow. Every fan, sit in your seat. Because of the no, they want no one to oh. get up. Like what happened, the malice in the palace, and start with any player. The worst. Get the, Sit down. Stay in your seat. Do not get up. Do not try and seek action where the players are. It was. It was kind of weird yeah. to hear that.
0: I bet you. And listen, they it can makes probably sense. stand to do it in every stadium just to make sure knucklehead fans don't get carried away. In the NBA these days, you're you're so close oh, to yeah. the action, well, and they think. They think they can be a part of the action it's half the stupid, time. Stupid. Throwing stuff. Yeah, that was ugly Same last stuff. night. Uh, all right, let's grab a couple more here real quick. Say hi to Philly, Sid. You might have opened Pandora's box by saying oh. that the Vikings got to come in uh, if they go to the Super Bowl. You want to make a similar kind of bet, Sid? I don't want to make a
6: bet. I'm just like, hey, wait a minute. What do you mean? You get to call in and talk smack about your team being better than they really are, and then if you win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl and you get to host on EFPN 1000?
0: What kind of a deal is that? You. Huh? See, but I, I don't I think, think your Eagles he, are going
6: to stand in their way anyway.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't think the Eagles are overrated. So it's no. like, I have no beef with you, said. Mm-mm.
6: Yeah, and he kind of also really kind of just, you know, dismissed the Eagles in his in his whole path to getting there. He's like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to just play a job. Jalen Hurts, you know, injured-type team. I'm like, yeah, do you guys remember the last time they played? I think it was week two, and final was 24-7, to 7 and I'm pretty sure Cousins threw three picks. Yes. And I think Jefferson got shut down. Uh, yeah, it was uh, – it wasn't exactly a, a close game. <laughs> They're
0: starting. The, you got to be worried about. Look, uh, what all teams do when you're good. Uh, you got to start worrying about injuries. That's the the scary thing right now. Like the, it's just True, such well, a. There's
6: the three things that the three things that I'm hoping. One, I'm hoping C.J. Gardner Johnson comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's supposed to, but I'm hoping that happens. He's last another putt-whack, but he's he's a good player.
2: Yeah, he talks. Yeah,
6: he does Having Goddard back last week was huge. I'm I'm glad he's back because he makes a major difference. The Lane Johnson thing is scary. It hurts. Lane Johnson is going to play. He's. I think Lane Johnson is going to retire at the end of the year. and I okay. think he sees this as a chance to win Super Bowl number 2, so All he's right. going to play through it and not have surgery. Okay.
2: Uh, by the way, uh, Sid, i got some good news here. I just got a tweet from uh, Scott Angel, uh, the oh. Viking Scott. He said if the Vikings uh, lose to the Eagles, he will let you have his uh, uh, insurance agency. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i love it tell him thanks for no thanks
0: happy new year Sid. <laughs> yeah he didn't want all that work i thought you were going to say something else he's going to let you have something else i was like whoa easy scotty <laughs> take it easy now <laughs> roy's in the san diego roy what's up buddy
5: hey boy thanks so much for taking my call i've uh, just been enjoying listening to you guys while i'm on a run here in beautiful san diego um but anyway oh, that
0: sounds so good. Good. it sounds good
5: well, we got out literally like hours before the blizzard hit Minneapolis. So Aww. we're really lucky to be here. But anyway, um, I wanted to chime in about the Kevin Warren stuff because I think this is a really, um, you know, potentially earth-shattering move if the Bears could get him. Um, I've had the, the pleasure of meeting him, and he's, he's just an amazing person, amazing human being, but also he has a great track record of just making things better. I mean, obviously, U.S. Bank Stadium with the Vikings, that's one thing. But his work with the Big Ten, I mean, it's been to, to get USC and UCLA and get this new media deal. I mean, this is this is a big time guy. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, Sylvie, I know you want that retractable roof, but, but like the USX Stadium is the best stadium I've ever been into. It is, and I'm a Bears fan, you know. But I like it is amazing, and the way they like just with the the the, the lights and the sun hitting the the windows, yeah. and like it's eighty five thousand, I think it's. Really easy to get to, um, and like I, I think this U.S. Bank Stadium would be a perfect model and replica for the Bears to follow. And uh, if we can get this guy, I mean, this this would be a major hire. And I, I potentially just a, uh, I know we we all are a little um, uh, we we hear that word culture and we cringe a little bit because of Maggie and whatnot. But but he will help create this winning culture in Arlington Heights. I, I can guarantee it. And also just
0: uh it's a, it's a wonderful man. It's a wonderful person. It'd be a it'd be a a home run. I really think that. Roy thanks. Enjoy uh, the nice weather in San Diego too. I do. I think it'd be a home run. For all the reasons we've laid out. Yeah, and then look, I I agree with what you said about
2: US Bank Stadium. Like again, I like I have my reasons for wanting the retractable roof cuz I do like when the weather's nice to have an outdoor vibe, but you're not tw- you're not twisting my arm by accepting U.S. Bank Stadium, like I'll happily, I'll happily, I've wanted a domed stadium for bad weather, so I'll
0: happily take it. Two blueprints for them, that stadium and then the complex outside of the Dallas Stadium, AT&T, you know, that's it. And they were just there. And they just saw it firsthand, and it's incredible. And we've documented that plenty because like you're going entertain- to on that trip. It's
2: the entertainment district yes. outside of outside Dallas? Outside of it, yes. And outside they built of Dallas up. Stadium. Yes, it's has incredible. It, has it always been that way, or is it, have they built it up uh, through the years? I,
0: so we were there in 2009, 2010, and it certainly wasn't like that, Sylvie. Now, they don't even have legalized gambling yet either in Texas. When they do, when you think they would eventually, that's another component that'll probably go in somewhere around there. But even without the gambling, without the sportsbook, the entertainment complex that is about, I'd say it's roughly, it's probably about a quarter of a mile, maybe a little bit less. You know, you look out and you see the stadium, you walk. Um, and their weather's better. I mean, I get all that, but like they... The blueprint is right there. They just saw it. George just saw it. We saw George walking through it. Oh, good. It. And I told uh, Scott Hagel from the Bears when I had saw it, I saw him right after for whatever reason, and I said, "Boy, we were in Dallas." I was like, "That you guys better be thinking about doing exactly what they did." And it's a cash cow because on game days it's a ten dollar cover just to get in, and people will go there without watching the game, without going to the game because you could just watch all the NFL games. It's, it's so spectacular and so cool, and that's exactly what they should be thinking about it, with that huge property that they're going to buy in Arlington Heights. We'll play McKnight at the Movies coming up next.
6: Stream ESPN 1000 anytime through the ESPN Chicago app.
0: You're listening to, 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 to Carmen and Yurko, it's Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Awesome Ignite at the Movies, last one for 2022, and back in the new year. So the winner today is going to get a gift certificate to Jim and Pete's right there on Restaurant Row, North Avenue in Elmwood Park. Jim and Pete's is fantastic. That place has been there forever. It's a neighborhood staple, and the Italian food, if you like. Mm. Italian food is quite delicious, my friend. Love it. Yes. All right, so let's do this. We'll play along with you. We'll try to guess. We don't know the movies that Connor... A PIX, first correct caller, will win the gift card today, 312-332-3776. Here we go, part one, McKnight at the Movies.
7: Our scene opens on a TV show. We're watching the production of it, in fact. Our camera pushes through the the behind-the-scenes. We see cameras shooting a set where three people sit, ready to go live. It's a badly lit set, poorly decorated, low-budget, public access kind of stuff. Our host, seated in the center, brings us back from break introduces us to our first guest. It's a serious topic they're bringing up, but the host is treating it as anything but. There's a mocking tone in his delivery. It's clear he's got two true believers up on stage with him, though.
0: I think I know. You
7: do? Yeah. I have no clue. I think but I know. I'm,
0: you're the movie guy. Very rarely do I ever get it on the first clue. All right, let's go to part two. I think I have a guest. I wrote it down. We'll see. Here's part two.
7: A bit on our actors. Seated center stage is our main man. He's made this bit before a few times. One of his big movies, Just Missed the Cut, of our Christmas theme. Maybe next year. He's got an Oscar nom, but not for this. This movie is the second of three times he'd play this character on screen. Also on set, two other actors, not mains. You'd know the man, though, from dozens of movies, including a role in the worst movie ever featured in this bit, draft day. It's an ensemble piece, though, and rounding out the cast, though not in this scene, are the world's greatest female action star, Seth Rogen's on-screen dad, Ray Zalinsky, one half of Strange Brew, Annie Potts, and a lot more. What? Now you didn't have it, huh? No, I didn't
0: have it. And now I'm even getting them. There's some huge names that he's rattling off. There's three of them? He said there's three. Uh...
7: All right. I don't know it. Part three. Here we go. Back to our scene. The guest being interviewed shares a dire prediction. Our host, instead of asking follow-ups, decides to ridicule him. Maybe I am right. He's got I this right. smart aleck yet likable thing going on in all of these movies. The guest is getting worked up. He truly believes he's seen the future, and it is grim. The other guest has an apocalyptic prediction of her own to share. She has a different end date in mind, though. This scene is at the outset of the movie, so it's clear our favorite supernatural exterminators are in for a New Year's Eve adventure that will put to rest any question of who you're going to call. All right. I was right. But there was something in
0: the second clue that made me think I was wrong. Didn't he say the second time out of three he's played this role? I misunderstood something in that second clue. That's why I was doubting myself. But I wrote it down after the first one. That's it. You got it now, right? You can. can you the, read is it? It, it the original? Yeah. That's got to be, right? Go ahead. All right, here we go. Uh, where is our winner? Will in New Lennox. Will, hey, what's that guys. movie? Ghostbusters 2. It's Ghostbusters 2. I think that's where I tripped myself up. That's the opening. Why was I thinking that? The opening scene of Ghostbusters 1 is in the library. That's the opening scene of Ghostbusters 2. There you go. Now that clue makes a whole lot more sense. I thought it was Ghostbusters 1 for some reason at the start. Will, nicely done. Hold on. You're going to Jim and Pete's. Hopefully you live uh, in New Lenox. Make a trip down Wood Park. It's not too far. You'll have fun. You can hit up a few different places while you're there. Connor, thank you as always. Another great year. He's a master, Sylvie. He's a true he master. He great at that. Nobody does it quite like Connor. Uh, do you want to grab Chase real quick? No. No? He, boy, yeah, I'm kidding. Of I love Chase. I love Chase, too. I love when he calls the night show and he and Black and Abdallah just go nuts on each other. And they got to a point where they just started trolling him. I even called the guys out. I'm like, now you're trolling. Yeah. You you said that uh, you, they'd rather have Cade McNown than Mitch Trubisky. I'm like, you guys are trolling now. Now you're just being mean to Chase.
2: The, the best is when he calls us and then... He like yells at Waddle like Waddle's not paying attention to him. I'll go, yeah, "Yo, guys, what's up?" And then I'll say, "Hey Chase, what's going on?" And he go, "Waddle, what's up?" <laughs> and <then> Waddle goes, <laughs> "Yes, to hello stop. Chase. Chase, what's up, man?" "What, what, what what's up, Carl? Uh Sylvie, uh, what you mean? You you want
0: to take my call, Sylvie? He know he loves you. Stop it. You, you know what he's just busting I shops. Know. What's I going know, on?" I,
4: "I know, I know. I know. Hey,
6: Sylvie, I got
0: to ask you a question."
6: "Yeah." "Hey." Hey, the, uh, the Claypool trade, does mm-hmm. this trade uh, irritate you more than the boost Would you compare it to the boost
2: trade? No. Like, which the, one you no. think it's no Oh, more? the Vooch trade? No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> No. Oh, I mean, look, it, it, it seems like an overpay right now, but uh, it wasn't for multiple possible lottery picks.
4: Like, yeah, nice, uh,
2: bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's the,
0: those were for three different players. And for lottery players. Yeah. You know, we so fell in hey. love. We were so much in the honeymoon stage. I think we talked about this yesterday, Chase, that we – I don't think any of us really saw clearly how potentially bad that deal was going to end up being for the Bulls. I guess it's easy to say hey. now in hindsight, but we, hey, hey, it's hey, bad.
6: Hey, car, hey, car. I yeah. hope you know, – You're not going to get mad if I ask you this, but you probably are. Oh, Who, would you <laughs> Who would you rather have a QB? Who would you rather have a QB? Would
3: you
0: rather have Mitch or would you rather have uh, uh, Zach Wilson? Mitch. Oh, come on. That, yeah, you, you we about, that yesterday. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. And, Chase, Happy New Year, buddy. we got to run in a few minutes. Happy New Year, um, Chase. Th- 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 there's, th- listen, the Mitch thing is all-time bad. A lot of that has to be placed against the context of whom they could have had. Patrick Mahomes, 10 years from now, we might be talking about the greatest quarterback to ever play. Yes. But Mitch is going to play football in this league. Mitch will play for a lot of years in this league. Mitch is a good backup quarterback. Mitch can come in and win some games. Mitch is capable. Uh, Zach Wilson's a disaster. Sylvie hit it on the head. Zach Wilson, 22 years later, whatever it is, is Cade McNown, who will be chewed up and spit out in a heartbeat. Like I think Cade played 12 games in the league. Give or take. And, and and you know why? Because he couldn't play, and he was a bad dude with a bad attitude mm-hmm. who was a bad teammate. Yes. And you put it all together, and this league is going to spit you out quickly. And that's what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. It's an all-time miss, and he's all-time bad. That's right. it. He's going to be out of the league in no time. And I'll check how many games you're – because that you. it sounds – We it right, so up. I, I don't and think Kate was... even played uh, 20 games, right? No. No. Yeah. No. And and so yeah, please, Mitch, any day of the week. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it was he started 15 games, Sylvie. That's it. All right, we're gonna run. Happy New Year, buddy. It was you great too. being with you. Yes. Have fun in Mexico. Thank you. We're, we might call you next week while you're on the beach if they're gonna play fields. I just want to see you go nuts. So well, we'll for see. the Vikings game, <laughs> yes. If yeah. they sit everybody we might out, call you. if the Vikings.
2: Don't take that seriously. Uh,
0: Merck, uh, love you, buddy. Uh, happy New Year. Thank you, right back Charlie. You guys. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Todd Furman for joining us today. Thank you to Tony Dungy for joining us today. And, uh, thanks to Connor for giving us a McKnight at the movies. Uh, bowl games coming up. Pinstripe bowl first, Cheez-Its bowl next. Happy New Year, everybody. We're back next Tuesday. Yurko will be back. Have a happy, safe New Year. Pinstripe Bowl's coming up.